2: You're listening to the world's smartest podcast
3: network. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento.
2: Some say the news is fake, others say it's real. These two don't have the time to check. Instead, Turner Sparks and Michael Ira Kaplan turn to comics stationed around the globe to be their eyewitness reporters so that you can know what's really going on. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 279. My name's Turner Sparks. I am Miguel Kaplan. You can find me at turnersparks.com. You can find, oh, get my new album. It's available for pre-order now. It's called Double Happiness. I recorded it at the Friars Club earlier this year. Uh, get it now. It's in the in the notes to this episode. Show notes, I learned. We've been calling them liner notes for years. Turns out that's old school. Records. <laughs> records. Show notes, someone told me they're called. It's in the show notes. This episode, click the link. Get it on. um, Well, you can get the real thing. I will send you an autographed uh, CD if you want that. I will mail it to you. Cap, your mom just got one. Jan Kaplan.
0: Did you get her an autograph? you signed her an autograph?
2: I'm going to. I haven't. The CDs are are coming to me right now, but she bought one yet last night. So when it comes, I'll send it to her. There you go. The album comes (laughs) out September 30th, but you pre-order it it now on iTunes. That's the big one because then the more pre-orders we get, the better chance we have it going number one, debuting at number one. Last time we debuted at number two because Jim Gaffigan put an album out the same week and we're we're not letting that happen again. I double checked his, his, uh, well, he put one out like six months ago. So unless he's just a real genius, which he might be every six months would be a lot for Gaffigan. But anyway, TurnerSparks.com go there to get all that. Um, Kaplan. You can find Kaplan on all social media platforms at in America. Also Kaplan. Cannot find his microphone cord right now, so his sound is going to be a little imperfect. But it's fine. Go ahead, Cap.
0: Yeah, I know. It's the problem is it's the same color as all other chords and I have I never throw out a cord, so I have five thousand chords in my home. So uh, it just blended in and it's gone. I don't know. But it
2: looks like a microphone cord, right? It looks drastically different from just like a TV cord. You would think. It looks
0: that way, but it does. But I just can't. It's like I'm just looking around, looking around, looking around. I I, I can't find it. So we're going. Okay. We're going with the pods. Anyway, whatever. So. No, don't complain to us this week. We know.
2: We know it's a, it's not that big of an <laughs> issue. We can still hear you. Anyway. Um. Oh, on the podcast today, we're talking about we're learning about Puerto Rico. Everybody, mm. why? We, why is Puerto Rico not a state is the question. And do they even want to be a state? We have coming up in a few minutes. uh, Zilla Vandas is joining us uh, from New York city. She is new Rican as we learned Puerto Rican, but from New York city, but culturally Puerto Rican. And, um, but before that Kaplan, if you want to support this show, which I know you do, and we really need the support patreon.com slash lost in America for $5 a month. That's, That's it. it. 5 bucks. What a bargain. 3s, sometimes 2, sometimes 1 extra episode of us every single week. <laughs> when it's upon- one, it's a good one though.
0: It's a really good one. We and we long.
2: do we make it long. Normally mm-hmm. the show's 30 minutes, but if we're only doing like one we'll do 34. 34 30. to 35 minutes. <laughs> um but the, I think last week we did two or three We're as much, we're, we're, Cap and I are currently creating, we're adapting this podcast into a TV show. We went down to El Salvador in July. We recorded an entire episode. We hung out with comics down there. We did a show with the comedians. We learned what it's like to have Bitcoin be the official currency of your country. And we're cutting that now into a half hour episode that we're going to be pitching to television networks. Coming up soon to learn everything about that, to follow along beat by beat. We're not updating you here. You got to go to patreoncom slash Lost in America and subscribe to that show. That's five bucks a month for ten dollars a month. You get merch. We went to number one in Armenia, merch, as you merch. all know. So whenever you do that, you make mugs. Hmm. And we're going to be doing an episode, I think, next week on Armenia. So we're going to be returning to number one. We're going double platinum. There. Yeah, but we're gonna be Sensing. finding out. It looks like they may be siding with Russia in this war. Ooh, so, is that bad
0: for our merch? Should we not be out?
2: <laughs> well, it's it, we might just have to become fans of Russia we if we want one? to keep yeah. selling. Will we merch. go to
0: number one in Russia if they will we like tag along there and well, starts what listen? If we go to us? number
2: one in Russia, yeah,
0: I'll absolve all uh <laughs> will we make a to map? The United States. We made a map of Armenia that covers part of Azerbaijan because this is the map that Armenia believes in. We're not we'll going to make a map of next Russia week. that
2: includes With, Ukraine. No guarantees on whose side we're picking in <laughs> okay. the war. Up until this decided. point, I've been pro-America. But if, yeah. if we get a couple more Patreon subscribers, we'll see. Um, all right, now, Cap, what do you know? We've been you and I have been looking into the history of Puerto Rico. What do We've you been mean? going back? Let's start here. And we have a we have a um, Puerto Rican. Uh, I don't even know if the word is Puerto Rican-American because technically because Puerto be. Rican is an
0: American. Yes, yeah. I know.
2: So you can't even use that You're term. It's up. so confusing. It's not a state. It's not a country. It's a commonwealth. Territory.
0: Commonwealth. A commonwealth. Yeah. All right. oh, we're already we're off to a great start. <laughs> it's a
2: commonwealth. Um in English, it's a commonwealth, but in Spanish, it's like a something. It's it's a, something a free of a state state, or something a free yeah. state, maybe. Cap, what do you here's what I know. Look all and then you can jump in yeah. is that if you're Puerto Rican, um you cannot vote in the United States. The rules of being Puerto Rican, you cannot vote in the United States unless you live on the mainland of the United States, which I assume includes Hawaii. I don't know. Uh, Yeah.
0: Hawaii and Alaska can vote. We we've heard.
2: So if you're a Puerto Rican and you live in any of the 50 states, that's a good way to say it. You can vote, but if you don't,
0: you cannot. And you, and you don't pay taxes unless you work in a a government job in Puerto Rico. You don't pay federal taxes, I believe. That's that's a benefit. Yeah, that's pretty good. And you don't, like, this is the key to me when I realized that Puerto Rico was a, its own country because we went there as a family when we were kids, and I thought of it as part of America. But when I realized it was its own country was when they played us in basketball. Do you remember they kicked our asses in basketball? In the oh, US. yeah. As it, Carlos is, is Arroyo it uh, was. Carlos Arroyo.
2: Carlos Arroyo. Is he? Carlos
0: Arroyo. Yes. <laughs> so they have, they it, compete in the Olympics as their own place. They're their own country. I mean, the way, like, I mean, Scotland is their own in soccer. So that's, that's to me, it means they're independent. But then, and then with
2: the Senate, they don't there's no voting rights in the Senate, but they can they have a guy who can go to the Senate and watch <laughs> the observer, like, and a, observe like a
0: field trip. It. They send the kids out. Yeah, you get it's to, so uh, confused.
2: It's so confusing. Uh, yeah. Let's bring in our guest. She could hopefully clear it up for us. Uh, she's the host yeah. of ZillaVision Vision on Twitch. Everybody. Check that out. She also has a live show called Brook at Brook Lawn in uh, New York City. I assume in Brooklyn. Called New York City. Everybody, uh, please welcome Zilla Vondas to the show. Zilla, thank you for doing it.
3: Oh, hello. Thank you for having me. All right. Um, yeah. So,
0: <laughs> so we're
2: going to
3: tax the 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 taxation part. We'll we'll start from the top. First of all, let me introduce myself. As Turner said, um, I was not. Uh, born in Puerto Rico, I am was born here in uh, New York City. So I was born in Elmhurst Hospital. My oh, parents are both born in Puerto Rico. So my father is from a place called Orocovis, which is the center of the island, a mountainous area. And then my mother is from a place called Caguas, which is a city. Um, but as you know, they're all citizens. So you can't even say like Puerto Rican American isn't a really a a, a term. Uh, also, you wouldn't say that my father was an immigrant, even though he was treated like an immigrant. Interesting. As they are, you know, Puerto Ricans who come to the states are treated like immigrants, but technically they're American citizens. It's all very muddy.
2: Yeah. Well, I treat people from New Jersey like immigrants. So <laughs> that actually checks out. And I call them New Jersey Americans.
3: You call them New, New Jersey. Jersey Americans?
2: <laughs> no. And they don't okay. pay their taxes either. But that's- That is crazy. So Okay. Yeah. And then what about the, the, uh, the taxes part? That's Here's the
3: deal with the taxes. Uh, America has a chokehold on Puerto Rico when it comes to trade. Right. So sure. Puerto Ricans. So if you're, if you move to Puerto Rico, um, the tax rate, so like, you know, Logan Paul, these people, the tax rate is 4%. But if you're a local in Puerto Rico because of the debt that Puerto Rico is in, you pay a 35% tax rate on like purchases, so, do you see how the, there's an inequity there? So, and also about voting, uh, Puerto Ricans on the island uh, can vote in an election, but they get zero electoral votes. So they can vote for president, but they get zero electoral votes. And if you're on the mainland, your vote will go towards the electoral votes for the state that you reside.
0: So, if you have, yeah, if you, what if you've lived in a state in the past and then, like, you were from New York, but you now you're living in Puerto Rico, can you vote from New York? Absolutely. You would have
3: to technically come back to New York and maintain a New York address. And wow. then there's also the stickiness of like psychotic people being like, this is voter fraud. You know what I mean? Even though it isn't, the yeah. bottom line is that Puerto Rico should get an electoral vote. Um, but I think like the, the, uh, a lot of the concepts about tax breaks are um, like um, they're, they're false because there's a essentially like my dad, every Christmas asked for coffee. So we send him cases of coffee because a $3 bag of espresso here, like a brick of espresso would be worth seven or $10 on the island.
0: Because there's tariffs or there's know, taxes,
3: it. Uh, bringing it like there's very little industry in Puerto Rico right now. And oh, so
0: we charge them to bring things in. Yes. So, yeah. so we, and then they okay. have to
3: purchase all of like their groceries for the majority. They can buy things from the Dominican Republic. Like, so you have, then you're also going into so very quickly too. So like some people wonder why uh, uh, on the island they they get a lot of uh, produce brought in. The land was exhausted by Domino Sugar, uh, Dole, you know, like so in the 50s when. Okay, so let's take it back to Columbus, right? Shall <laughs> yeah, we? <okay>. Christopher Columbus
2: <laughs> sailed the so ocean blue. I didn't even I, so Colu- in 1493, Columbus uh, second round. Just like round. he discovered America, second, yeah. second time he come back. Over.
3: right the remix he came back he discovered puerto rico yeah (laughs) couldn't do it
0: the first time he somehow missed it discovered (laughs) puerto
3: rico right and immediately puerto rico becomes this incredible place for military like people want that spot because it's it's in a clutch place you know um when it comes to warfare and that also, um, America's interest in Puerto Rico also rely on the fact that, like, look at Russia and Cuba. America was definitely not letting go of Puerto Rico as a base because they they were always so wary of what was going on between Russia and Cuba. Oh, and Cuba, right. Yeah. So in, in 1493, Columbus comes, and um, if, if disease doesn't kill the Taino Indians, then uh, Columbus and, you know, the Spanish, um, they essentially tell them that they must become Christians immediately in order to exist on the Island. So there is an incredible, um, kind of like wipe out of that culture because it was either like, you know, Catholic pray or die, <laughs> you know, like, right. so that kind of had a profound effect. I was raised Catholic.
2: That's what I tell I, Kaplan, by the way, well, they, ex-
0: <laughs> they, they exported the Spanish inquisition to the new world. So
3: yes, exactly. Very nice of them. Yes. <laughs> so they bring that vibe over. And then in uh, 1513, they start to bring slaves. Uh, The Spanish start to bring slaves. So now you have the Afro, uh, like Latin, that's why you have like a lot of Afro Latin, uh, Latinos all over the Caribbean. And it's always funny when I tell people, like sometimes I'll tell people, like my dad is this very specific, like hardworking type. Um, I get my work ethic from him and it's like a gift and a curse because my dad is like just one of those people that's like, no, you always show up to work on time. You always do your best. You always stay late. But, I tell I people that. that it's a very Caribbean work ethic, and I've had comics tell me, "I didn't know you were Jamaican because there's this weird disconnect to where Puerto Rico belongs." <laughs> that makes sense. Like I feel yeah. like people don't really consider it part of the Caribbean. People don't consider it America. So there's a saying, um, "Ni de aquí, ni de allá," which is essentially like not from here, not from there. That is common in uh, Latin American countries because of colonizing where it's like, I'm not from here, but I'm not from there either. I'm kind of like this in-betweener. And I feel like what happens politically is like Puerto Rico is in that in-between zone and Puerto Rico is a fantastic base for military and has a a great resources or had like the, like I said, the farmland was exhausted. So I feel like this creates just a myriad of problems for Puerto Rico time and time again.
2: So they, they, so then the Spanish run it for like 400 years, right? Yes. And yeah. then in 1898, we have the Spanish-American a Spanish-American war. war, which is a Teddy war Roosevelt. I don't even remember learning about in school. I know I learned anything
3: about Puerto Rico in school. Very it was
0: all off of they, The Spanish sunk some boats or maybe they didn't even sink them. And we said, let's go to war. You, know, you don't know this whole story? Not no. really. I mean, I'm
2: sure I guess it was maybe like a paragraph a in the high school history yeah. book that I kind of skipped over that day. So then... The war ends. U.S. wins the war, I guess. And in the war, we were given Puerto Rico. So we invaded Puerto
3: Rico, yeah. yeah. Like oh, and yeah. and like right before, I believe. And please don't quote me on this. Once again, New Yorkeran, not from the island. Um, I believe the Spanish like, let Puerto Rico go. Like, they knew America was going to invade Puerto Rico, so they gave Puerto Rico its independence, and for, like, a sliver of time, Puerto Ricans had their independence. Uh, and then to, like, screw them. Yeah, and then, uh, um, <laughs> yeah, because what, what were they going to do? So, uh, the Spanish were going to stay on the land and fucking fight the Americans? Like, you know, so the Spanish-American War happens, and Puerto, uh, Puerto Rico becomes part of, or under the United States rule. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And then... The next part, I this is crazy. So then World War One comes along, and the United States World government War. decides Puerto Ricans can't vote basically if you're in Puerto Rico, but you can go fight in fight. World War One. Yeah, 20,000, we read, right? So we read 20,000. Puerto Ricans in Puerto Rico, not based in the United States.
3: Now, I'm going to say that, yes, this is true. But also this is like tale as old as time. This is some shit America's done time and time again. You need
0: fighters. It is just
3: colonizer (laughs) bullshit. Yeah. Essentially, they're like, oh, hey, maybe we should uh, treat you a little bit better. Uh, We'd love for you to fight, you know, like fight in this war. Yeah, And that's once again, kind of like bumps up Puerto Rico because there is an um. For a lot of older Puerto Ricans, there's this incredible pride that they were able to serve in the U.S. military, Mm. even though they were like your vote doesn't count towards the president, really. Do you get what I mean? Like, as we learned in 2016 and before that is like the popular vote. Yeah. But electoral votes is really where it counts. Yeah. So um, it becomes this thing where like they they're also like then the Jones Act happens in 1917 and they're like, you can be citizens we'll let you guys be citizens, but it doesn't it improve really. Yeah, yeah. like, um, fight. and also in 1917, when they passed the Jones Act, uh, um, English across the board was made the uh, language of the island. And there was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's like, imagine, so I used to be a teacher. Imagine if they showed up with a curriculum in English to people who've been speaking Spanish for, as Turner said, about 400 years. He said, from here on out, we're going to like put you in jail. If you talk Spanish, you got to talk English. And it created this incredible, like almost like a tour Puerto Rican culture apart in all these different directions because you have people who were like actively, like this is wrong. And then there was other people that are like, well, we want to be, you know, we want to be down with America. We want to be citizens. And I think that divide still exists. There's still people who think that across the board, Puerto Rico should become a state. Instead is of- does yeah. that
2: exist? Like is it cult? Is it cultural? Is it like socioeconomic, or is it uh like age-wise? Like do old people believe it should be young people not, or how does it break down?
3: I think the older people are still enamored. There was a point in time, like I recall, I want to say in the late 80s, early 90s, where there was this like big push for Puerto Rico to become a state. And me being a dingbat, real talk, like you know, when you have a very uh, superficial. Like, you know, it's like when you're a little kid, you still think Thanksgiving was just nothing but like a wonderful dinner between two groups of friends. So you're like, oh, yeah, I would love. And this is at the peak of like Rocky, Hulk Hogan. Well, I want to be down with America. So a lot of people latched onto it. But I think now a lot of people are like, what does that even look like? Because there needs to be transparency. And I would say in my friend group and in my family, I believe it's half and half. It's about 50-50. You had half the people who think it would be a good idea to be, become a part of America. Hurricane Maria exacerbated that because um, they felt like they would get help faster from FEMA if they were an actual factual state. Then you, have well, you had back. Trump throwing
0: paper towels at you. So that, yes, was, exactly. that was our help.
3: Not even name brand paper towels. Didn't even bring a bounty. Was tossing a sparkle. Let me tell you, Starclans. I will revolt tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. you know? but, um, and that actually, I think, That also, um, there was kind of a break there where some people after Hurricane Maria, much older people, Turner, like to your point, I think the older people are like, oh, it'd be really rad if we became a state. And then I think the younger people like this is bullshit. Um, And I think activism, which has always been a part of uh, like the the Puerto Rican history, like sovereignty, the, the pursuit of sovereignty, the pursuit of independence has always been a part of uh, the Puerto Rican culture, you know, there was a good run of time where there was, you know, Puerto Rican terrorists were an actual threat to the U.S. government, you know? Um, But I think what's coming back now is at the very least on the island level. So yeah, Puerto Rico's in a bunch of debt and the youth is just, why the hell should we pay for a debt that like, there's roads that still haven't been fixed by FEMA? And Hurricane Maria was in 2017.
0: Yeah. You know? Wow. So the people you say it's 50-50, would it be the 50% of people who don't want statehood would want independence or are they split among some people want independence and some people who want the status quo?
3: I think people have a list of demands essentially. Yeah. Right? So if you if you look at the history of Puerto Rico, time and time again they're given like it's almost like when you put um, like a a a dog medicine or pet medicine into a treat where it's like oh here citizenship, right? But then like what what that's like a kind of a distraction right so like um a lot of times that also created this within a lot of people you know there's colorism in Puerto Rico there's racism within Puerto Rico like the a lot of the latin countries have like infighting you know people are more american than other like there's this weirdness and it's a constant split and i think that's by design i think the government like intends for it to be that way you know a, a place is much weaker if you have so much infighting so what you have now politically, is because of Catholicism. Republicans have a bit of a stronghold in Puerto Rico because there's a lot of old people and they have some ideas that are a little more antiquated. So someone will roll up with these interests. They'll say, oh, well, we're planning to do all these things that are like very religious, uh, like based in Christianity. But then they turn around and do things like, I don't know if you saw that. Um, I want to say it's uh, Wanda Vasquez one of the uh, governors of Puerto Rico got kicked out because she was taking money from uh, investors, like, you know, from companies to pick people who were designating where government funding and spending went. So it's like, look at the mess with the electric company in in Puerto Rico, not the PBS show. God bless those people. (laughs) I mean, the people run the lights, Luma, like, It's like Texas, but on steroids, you know, where they privatized electricity. And now there's just rolling blackouts. And they're like, well, you're going to have to accept that that's a part of your life now. That's horseshit. You know, like, so I think what people who don't want statehood, um, they're also looking at Hawaii. Look at something like Hawaii, where like the water is is preferentially given to hotels because they want to keep... But like the locals have, uh, you know, drought warnings and like they they have to regulate how much water they use. I think Puerto Rico Puerto Ricans are there's people who are looking at Hawaii and seeing like was well, that going to be us, but worse, you know, uh, because, because Puerto Rico's in an incredible amount of debt, but not because Puerto Rico went on a spending spree. It's just like all the powers that be that have had a full- which has the- poorly
0: been poorly run, right?
3: Yes, I mean, through, yes, and yeah. and they haven't been able to make their own decisions. So it's like going back to that governor who was taking essentially payola, right? Mm -hmm. How does that help, you know? So now you're getting, and especially like it was catastrophic that Hurricane Maria happened, period. But that it happened during the Trump administration where like that was a free for all of like, oh, you never ran that before. Come here. We're going to give you a job in Puerto Rico because I like your uncle or whatever bullshit that (laughs) politicians do,
2: you know? Oh, he was just putting people in charge. Yeah, he was just putting... Oh, oh, crony. Yeah, you know,
3: friends friends, Ooh. people who had like never, and then like, you know, really done things. And, um, so I'll give you an example. Like uh, my father still lives in Puerto Rico. He has a farm. His roof was destroyed during a uh, hurricane Maria and FEMA was like, we'll help you fix your roof, but you got to match us up front. Like you need to like, we're not going to loan you the money and then you can fix your roof. It's like, no, nah, no, nah, you got to meet us halfway. So like my father was one of the few people that got his roof fixed as quickly as it did because you know, he he's retired. Out. So he had already had a little bit of money put to the side. So, you know, from rainy day fund, he put it towards it. But like, it's just, you you have people who are vacating and their property they, coming. Oh, so um, I believe, let me see. I, I have notes because, you know, <laughs> once again, I love a guest with notes. Sweet. <laughs> 12% of Puerto Rico's population moved after Hurricane Maria.
2: So, uh, Hurricane Maria happened in 2017. Just kept, catch our audience up real 17. quick. Yes. Right. And yeah, dumb if this became a big issue because if Puerto Rico was a state, say like Michigan, when Detroit collapsed, the U.S. government would be like obligated. Louisiana. Just Houston. Pro- yeah. Right? Houston, Houston. Yeah. Hurricane Katrina. The fires in California, whatever it might be, the U.S. government is obligated to step in and there's no debt. It's not like you owe us back. As far as I know, I could be wrong on that, but I don't think these states then owe back. I think it's just part of the obligation of the United States is to help a state. But in the case of Puerto Rico, because it wasn't a state at that time, then there is no like strings can be attached and there can be a bunch of stuff involved.
3: Absolutely. And also there was a delay. I mean, you you have like. It's, it's, look, like frankly. Let's be transparent. You can feel when a politician has disdain for the people that they represent. You're talking about a man who was like disgusted. Trump was disgusted when he talked about it. it. was almost like Puerto Rico was like a divine intervention. It was what the Puerto Ricans deserved. And that's how that kind of unfurled, where it's like, well, I'm so sorry you were a third world country, which it's not. But you know what I mean? That was the whole vibe of people where it was like, oh, well, you know, so 12% of the population leaves. Not because um, I think what the narrative, a lot of uh, some people believe is like Puerto Rico is such a shithole. They really wanted to move to Orlando, Florida. No shade. Mom lives in Florida. She has before the hurricane. She's been stateside for much longer since she was a little kid. But like people left because they couldn't pay their rent. They couldn't. So places like Florida, which needed a workforce, were like, hey, We're, you know, our airport is open. So people left in mass, but what they did was the property value plummeted. And then now you got people, crypto bros, uh, you got Logan Paul, who, because as outsiders, they get a better tax break than even the natives do. I didn't
0: know we said Logan Paul earlier.
3: (laughs) Yeah, like they're buying properties in Puerto Rico and it's like this Bacchanal, first of all, any place built on cryptocurrency, that's not a positive (laughs) It's not going to help the economy. It's going to help the economy of those crypto investors. But is it going to help the economy of Puerto Rico? Like, I would love to live in Puerto Rico. I couldn't Twitch stream because there's no guarantee that I could get the electricity for long enough. Yeah.
2: So is the Puerto Rican government because this Logan Paul, who's like a big to anyone who doesn't know who he is, he's this giant like cryptocurrency guy. Uh, among other things. I I just know he's famous. Oh, he's,
3: he's, he's, oh my God, a charlatan. That's the best way to say it. He's a blonde, little, like, he looks like a boy bander, but he's a charlatan and he's like evil.
2: (laughs) And is the, so the local government, well, I guess we skipped over one part, which is that in the 1950s, um, is that when the, uh, Puerto Rico de- yeah, designed the their own constitution.
3: Yes. But as you said, so like, you know how, like I refer to Puerto Rico as a commonwealth because it's the yeah. commonwealth of the United States. But you said yeah. that like in Spanish, it mean like free state is a part of the name, Yeah, but America refused. Like, talk about like being honest without being honest. They were like, "Uh, we're going to give you a freedom. But uh, if you put the word free in your name, we're not going to allow right, that because too. they're not fucking free. It's you know? also a little
2: insulting well, to like to us. It's like, well, you know, our people, no one's going to speak Spanish anyway. So, yeah, yeah, whatever you want in your language. Hey,
0: Pennsylvania is a commonwealth and we're doing OK. So <laughs> no,
3: out shout from out from I disagree, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. actually. <laughs> shout out to Pennsylvania. Say Pennsylvania. no to Dr. Oz. Say no to Dr. Oz. Please, guys. Oh, um, yes, yes. <laughs> but,
0: Maybe a grocery
3: store. Go on. There's a lot of Puerto Ricans actually in Philadelphia. So there's like these str- these like strongholds: Chicago, Philadelphia, New York, where there's a lot of New York Rican, like or Puerto Rican, uh, like what would be referred to as Puerto Rican American, except that's redundant. Yes, you know? and right. Florida as well. Uh, but what well, we also skipped over the fact that, like, so in the 50s, America kind of made. Uh, Puerto Rico, like a a testing ground for lots of things. So as I mentioned, like domino sugar exhausts the farmlands. And actually my father grew up as a sharecropper. Uh, He worked with his father for another company. So the fact that he owns his land now is like um, a big deal to him because when he was growing up, he merely took care of land that was going to like a, you know, they, I believe he, he grew tobacco. So it was like tobacco, sugar. um, And then also they tested birth control in Puerto Rico they the the first round of birth control testing um, like the pills
0: or yes or... the
3: pills was done in Puerto Rico but they told women that it was a pill to lessen their uh cramps for when oh. they menstruated they like had no clue that it was birth control women got violently ill and the best part about that is when they perfected the pill America dipped out and was like oh but you don't get any <laughs> oh, so there's a lot of heartbreak where like yeah, you become a citizen. Yeah. Hollywood kind of takes off running in the fifties with like this concept of Puerto Ricans, right? Because look at something like West Side Story for being this teeny tiny island when it comes to being a part of the pop culture lexicon, Puerto Rico kind of holds, you know, you got Ricky Martin, you got um, Bad Bunny. Now you got Jennifer Lopez, Rosie Perez, but West Side Story was a big deal. But they refer to the Puerto Ricans as immigrants in West Side Story because that's how bad, even then, the knowledge of exactly what the Jones Act did was. And
2: these are Broadway fans. Yeah. These are the intellectuals. Yeah. Even they don't know. <laughs>
3: and they were like, oh, you know, I'm just like, a, you know, and and they so you look at something like I know people now are like. You know, I, I, I understand the rationale for changing like a production of, of West Side Story now, but I do think it's super important to keep something like the song America Like play that again, Sam, because it's wild. the The illusion is that Puerto Rico is a shithole. You would do Mm. anything in your power to get away from Puerto Rico Mm. and 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 become come to America for a much better life, which is like a narrative that is constant. And I kind of feel like becomes a bit of a like uh, uh, it's a bias people have, like Americans have about Puerto Rico, where they're like, oh, you know, it's a place to go on vacation, it's not a place to live long term unless like you're Logan Paul and you can get a tax break
0: hunter so, thompson the rum diaries great place yes to live.
3: um and also now they <laughs> uh, they're, they're snapping up uh properties at a great discount because after hurricane maria after everyone left they started to do these tax breaks because the the you know the real estate market plummeted and what ended up happening and the the most recent fight that i can tell you guys to like if you go online and like uh twitter's a great resource for this as is tiktok which you won't hear those words come out of my mouth very often. But here we go. TikTok's um, <laughs> a great
0: resource for blank. God. <laughs> um,
3: there's, they've been selling parcels of beach, which is public land. Should be public land. Oh, so uh, there is a, bin- a big land, bros. Yeah, there's a big fight going on where uh, Native Puerto Ricans show up to a beach and dismantle a fence that's been put up by luxury condos. Mm. They're putting up fences around the beach, like where the locals just aren't welcome anymore, and that's a travesty.
0: And if it becomes a state, that's going to, you're going to see more of that for sure. Absolutely. I mean, once yeah.
3: again, so that's what I mean. Like for the people that are reticent to become a state, there's many reasons, but there's also look at Hawaii. L- like, like your, you, what's his name? Uh, Mark Zuckerberg owns one of the largest portions of Hawaii. Like that's irrational. Like, a, yeah. you know, that like a native Hawaiian should own the biggest parcel of land in Hawaii. That's great. And they fear that that's what's going to happen to Puerto Rico.
2: All right, let's take a break. Uh, Kaplan, we're part of the World's Smartest Podcast we Network. Are. That is you and me. That is right here. Lost in America podcast. Thanks, brains. That is also Andrew Heaton and the Political Orphanage podcast. That is Dr. Andrea Jones-Roy. And she has the uh, Majoring in Everything podcast, which I'm going to be on. Finally. You are. I recorded last week. It's coming out in a couple weeks. I asked if I could bring Kaplan. She said, no, he's not oh. smart enough just you by yourself. I said, you know what makes, I makes sense. I get it. You know,
0: uh, you know what? I majored in a lot of things, so I'll be on there
2: on my own one day. You'll be dream. there. Yeah. No, she's <laughs> talking to me about my album coming out. So uh, anyway, but, I did. She said, listen, Kaplan can come any other time. Kaplan. Anyway, besides the point, we're part of the world. <laughs>
0: they blew me off. Yeah. Go
2: to world. Besides the point of me just taking a random shot at Kaplan in the middle of this yeah. ad read, uh, go to <laughs> world smartest Subscribe to all those shows and Kaplan. Now I asked, we have no ads this week for $20 a month. You get your own advertisement on this show. We have multiple $20 a month subscribers, but no one's written us in the ad they copy. Didn't, they didn't write the, uh um... They didn't write
0: us copy. They didn't
2: no one sent yeah. anything in. So send us ad copy. We'll read it next week at this time. Kaplan. And now a word from your local sponsor. All right, we're back.
0: Thank you, sponsors. Keep your lights go. on. There we <laughs> Sorry, go.
2: No. Uh thank you so Bless much, sponsors, you. for keeping the lights on over here. All right. So, oh, so I wanted to ask about this. So uh, Puerto Rico has its own, just like a state would have, it has its own Senate, right? And its own Congress. Yes. But ultimately if there's no representation in Washington, I guess it goes to to kind of like how much um, autonomy does it have in running itself?
3: So um, one would think on, on the face like value like on face value it does yeah as we mentioned earlier like things like payola corporations coming in it doesn't really because essentially a good portion of the politicians in puerto rico are thinking for themselves well i mean that's no different for politicians (laughs) but in a much much more uh immediately catastrophic way it's like uh people are so kind to corporations and less thinking of the people like there was a mass school closures in Puerto Rico after Hurricane Maria um, because a lot of kids just couldn't get to, do you get what I mean? If FEMA doesn't fix the roads then you can't turn around and say, well, we don't have the attendance at schools. We have to cut these budgets. So there's time and time again, uh, native Puerto Ricans themselves are seeing um, them kind of stepped over for, to accommodate outside interests.
2: Yeah. And I read in, 2019, or was it 2019 or 17, 18, somewhere in there? I guess that the the conclusion, if you want to call it that, of the whole hurricane catastrophe and the how to work it out with the United States government, the U.S. government said uh, we'll give you 70 billion. Is it 70 70 million 70 billion? I guess to, maybe not. I don't know. Whatever 70, it was. <laughs> no, no, no. It was more than that. A certain amount of money okay. to bail out, essentially bail out Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico filed for bankruptcy, as far as I understand.
3: Yes, Puerto Rico is bankrupt.
2: And the U.S. government said, we'll bail you out. But now we get um, veto power on your entire budget that's made every year.
3: Yes. And that's what like, it's the illusion. So I once spoke to a uh, a friend who, who has a child and I said, how do you get her to get dressed every morning so easily and she said i let her choose what she gets to wear but i noticed that my this young lady never had like a superhero costume on you know how like some kids i was like wait a minute she never picks these wacky things and she goes oh no no she gets choice of two things i've already set out so you see how like politics in puerto rico is like you guys can choose but we have final say that's crazy and like this is i think a constant so even look at Like, for example, I'm fluent in conversational Spanish Mm -hmm. and I learned Spanish from watching TV. I learned Spanish from watching uh, telenovelas. I learned Spanish from overhearing my parents speak. But my father, because he was a child in the 50s, has had no, he was so convinced that teaching us Spanish would actually be a like stain. Like, so in the 80s, he was like, you know what? I just want you guys to know English as perfectly as possible. Now I'd have to pay to learn how to speak like higher level Spanish. Say if I wanted to put that on a job uh, resume, but it's because of the way he was indoctrinated. You know, there's a period of time where like you could never have a Puerto Rican flag. You could only have an American flag. And my father grew up in that time. So you have like this generational trauma of just like so badly wanting to fit in. And now I think as they're older, like, my dad, he gave up um, access to Medi- like access to a lot of the Medicaid benefits he would have gotten if he would have stayed living in New York. I think now he's realizing, well, you know, this dream that he kept paying into. And he kept thinking that Puerto Rico should say yes, 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 to f- possible statehood, being accepted by the United States. When the U.S. was like, we'll bail you out, but you're going to pay the bill with interest and we're going to veto everything. you, It's like, it doesn't, it's not free at all. So it's like, actually it'd be kind of demeaning if they would let the American, you know, name for border, you know, the term for instead of Commonwealth, if it was like, oh, the free state. No, it's they're not really not that. Yeah. what did your I dad mean, farm? Oh my dad currently farms beef. So he grew up farming tobacco. Uh when um it's actually kind of a magical story. My father, um, when he was 18, uh the FFA, the future farmers of America, yeah. they were looking uh The interest in Americans farming, like, took a tumble. So they were trying to outsource farmers. So they were like, hey, we'll give you a loan if you come to middle America and you start farming. Um, He told them he didn't want that loan. He wanted a smaller loan. And he bought the land. He he discontinued his father being a sharecropper and then moved to New York to be a cabbie. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) And paid the loan back. He, like, stopped farming altogether. Totally different. Uh, yeah, and then um, he moved uh, to the States and he's like doing very poorly. He's one of 13 children. So like him and his brothers have this contact, like little network of people who are all struggling in New York and they're all working together to try to send money back home, make sure he's taking care of his parents. And one night he has a dream. I'm not shitting you. So one night he has a dream and in it, his mother appears to him and says, play the number 609 in Lotto. He does. He wants $33,000. No way. He's able to put the down payment in a house in Queens. Um, and oh. he buys a Trans Am and puts <laughs> 609 on the vanity plate. <laughs> and that kind of bumped us up to the like, like um I would say not lower middle class, but like lower middle class. And then for the rest of my youth, my father constantly struggles to pay the mortgage because, like, even though he got this like mm-hmm. little nest egg, it was like the equivalent of like what some people get when they go to college, you know. So did
0: he ever you know, play the lottery like, again?
3: Yeah, yeah. He's like he's on. not. He never played the lottery again. He, yeah, I, you're not gonna
0: win twice. You gotta. Yeah. No, yeah.
3: but I will tell you this, and I'm not religious. I'm superstitious in a, in a very superficial way, <laughs> but when Hurricane Maria happened in 2017, my father lives in the mountains. So I called him a couple of days before. And the thing that happened with Maria is there was a hurricane about a week prior that they were trumping up as the big hurricane. And then very little happened. Mm-hmm. And it did this really mean thing in that it, it lulled a lot of the locals into a sense of safety. So when people were like, yo, you need to make sure you have water, you need to make sure you have all this. They were like, oh, we just went through that a week ago. And that was nothing. It was a blip on the radar. So I called my dad like a couple days before Hurricane Maria and he tells me without missing a beat, I have bottled water and I have a machete. Don't worry about me. I'll be fine. Okay, for. Thirty five days, I didn't hear from my father, but I know my dad is like a very stubborn man. And I was like, don't get worried. Don't get worried. But after day twenty, I got worried because a lot of like it became the like cause du jour at work. So people are like, "Oh my god, did you hear about your father?" And I was like, "No, nah, he's good." And they're like, "What?" You know, like, like, why do you think that? At one point, I had a uh, my like, a, I worked at a school. The principal I had a friend who worked for FEMA and like offered, like, "Tell me your father's address. Maybe we can figure out a way to." And as I'm clocking out of work, this is like. 30 days in. I'm about to lose my shit. I'm I started picking up a- after hours jo- uh, work because I just didn't want to be home to think about it. Right. I clock out and when the card pops up, it was 6.09 p.m. And I go, Dad's all right. And he called me the next day.
0: Whoa. Oh, you gotta teach your dad to check in at safe on Facebook. And you would have been <laughs> no, not, I, nothing I, to worry about. Oh yeah. Time.
3: Famously, my father has a flip phone, by the way. He's a farmer with a flip oh, phone.
0: That's why we have that feature. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah can check now there'll yeah. be like an earthquake in California. Like New Yorkers are like, I'm safe in yeah, a California no. earthquake.
3: <laughs> so he he raises beef now and he does well, but he's an old head. And I don't know if you know what that term means in like hip hop. But that means that like one of those people that's like, uh, you use, you know, like. Uh. So he is supportive of the um, nationalists. Puerto Rican nationalism has always been a big vibe. And like now with Instagram and all these things, that's really gaining traction. So. Like, for example, Big Bunny, uh, Bad Bunny, arguably one of the biggest acts in the country right now, or like in the world right now, he gave a big, um, he brought generators so that he could have this massive show for native Puerto Ricans at a stadium and then just slandered the governor and the electric company. That's a big deal, you know, for someone kind of to just be like, hey, I'm famous. Let me use my platform. It's like my father sees that and he's like, oh. A bad bunny guy, maybe he's not too bad, you know, but at the same time he also says shit like, oh, nobody wants to farm anymore that's why this 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 uh, island's gone to shit like mm. it's like that's such a superficial way of looking at it, you yeah. know um he he raises beef, sells it uh to a much larger distributor but he he does well um but every time there's a hurricane completely wipes out everything he grows, mm. you know,
2: yeah, so. In 2020, there was a vote which was non-binding to say, like, do we want to be a state or not be a state? And 53% of people voted they did want to be a state, but also most people or like half the, the party, people didn't vote at all.
0: They right? didn't vote if they right. Did not people not vote? They were told if they were from the party that didn't support statehood, they were told just don't even vote on this. Is that this yes. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It, the the to a, a lot of the younger uh native Puerto Ricans, like that that was a farce. So it's like, I'd rather not play along. And I gotta say that that was also at a time where I feel like, it's still a touchy subject to tell people to vote like, you know, like I sometimes I'll be like, oh, man, that's why we got to go out and vote, you know, and like people are like, well, because it is it's mired in a lot, you know, like there's a uh, different jur- voting jurisdictions. Of course, there's preferential, you know, I think there's a, a, a large contingent of people who if they could vote tomorrow to make abortion illegal in Puerto Rico, they would. Do you know what I mean? There's like right. of religion and like weird, yeah. you know, older so Catholic I th- country, I think a lot of them Perfect. thought they were being activists by saying, you know what? We're not even going to play along. We're not even going to cast a vote. This okay. is a joke. So it didn't
2: do. So that wasn't, that didn't mean much.
3: No, and- I think they were like testing the waters, which is like the, for how much that would, I bet you anything. If you ask now, if they redid it, the the amount of people who wanted statehood would be much like lower because if if they, I think a lot of the Puerto Ricans who wanted to be a state so bad, a lot of them have moved states out.
2: Okay. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing we read that there's 5 million Puerto Ricans in the 50 state in the States. Right. And then there's 3.4 million in Puerto Rico. So there's actually more, is that right? Or do I have those flipped?
3: No, I believe. And that's another thing that kind of shakes the identity of, you know, a lot of people, whenever people ask me if I think Puerto Rico should become a state, that is not my question to answer. You have to ask the people that live on the island mm. because culturally for me growing up, uh, I got the best of both worlds. Do you know right. what I mean? Like I got to go to a magnet high school in the city of New York and also claim to, you know, I'm Puerto Rican. So mm-hmm. it's right. like you have um, Puerto Rico used to have an amazing college, like University of Puerto Rico used to be like this incredible institution. You can go onto YouTube and watch in the fifties, a tour of the University of Puerto Rico and it's this like beautiful campus and they keep cutting funding so bad for Puerto Rico. There was a scandal uh, for the university. There's a scandal recently where Lin-Manuel Miranda got into hot water because they essentially told the students, they did this like big fundraiser for Puerto Rico, but mostly for the Americans of Puerto Rico where they had Hamilton, like one night only. Oh. And they to shut it up. Hamilton. They redirected almost all of the theater students' classes for like almost the entirety of a semester. Do you know how heartbreaking right. it is for those kids? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like for one night they so lost they their it own. one night
0: of Hamilton with but, but Hamilton was Puerto Rican in this performance.
3: Well, so. I mean, Lin Manuel Miranda yeah. famously yeah. Puerto Rican, you know. There so you it's go. like I I think, and that's the type of thing that they hate that people who live in America. Do as Puerto Ricans, right? Because mm. think about that. Lin Manuel yeah. probably thought he was doing something fantastic.
0: Right, he was being like a do-gooder in his mind.
3: Yes, he was. Do- I'm bringing the spotlight to Puerto Rico at the time. Hamilton was like a, a crazy, fanatical following. But what he didn't—he didn't go on the ground. He didn't go to the university and speak to the kids and and to the the professors who are like barely making ends meet because right. he gets you know, a
0: tour of the best spots and.
3: There was a uh, a teacher in Puerto Rico, I don't recall his name, who died driving to work as a teacher because teachers in Puerto Rico get paid so badly. He had to pick up night shifts as a security guard. And that created a big, um a, a bunch of protesters, teachers protested. They got pepper sprayed right in their faces. Teachers. Right. But, you know, like that's, and that's the thing. I think if Lin-Manuel had kind of been more mindful to that, yeah. You know, and like, but uh, again, under the impression. So that happens often. So yeah. like they don't want to hear me chime in and they shouldn't. Yeah, I benefit from being uh, a citizen of the United States that lives in a in a, uni- in a state, you know.
0: And do you think because you touched on it a little bit about the idea of being a state. I feel like in America, a lot of Democrats want Puerto Rico to be a state. It's cynical. They just think like we'll get two you know, Democratic some senators, get some more blue voters, electoral college. But do you do you think it's that simple or because I mean, you've meant this was a Republican governor about a decade ago. There are Republicans. It's Catholic country. So is that careful what you wish for kind of thing? Or? I
3: absolutely think this is a, in a lot of ways difficult. Uh, and I am a registered Democrat and I say that with like pause because the last, <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> like when I that, was in college, like, you know, when I turned 18, I was like, oh, of course, Democrat, <laughs> you know, like and, and I had bought into the two party system and I don't believe like that functions at all, as we can see. But I think what they're essentially setting themselves up for is like, this is like thinking Trump would have won in 2016. Like, what are you talking about? You think that's in the bag, my guy? You know, like, there's no guarantee. It is a very Catholic island still. And also with how many interests they've allowed to permeate the, uh, like with, uh, with getting payments from corporations, that's exactly... You, you're going to end up with a bunch of Kristen Cinemas with just Spanish names. You know what I mean? Where it's like, you know, yeah, you know, Sinema. La Cinema or whatever, you know, like, so, so you're going to end up, right. there's a good chance you can end up with people who, yeah, I'm Democrat. Yeah, I got you. But then because they have, a, a, um, they're, say, close to Wall Street or they're close to, you know, um, Puerto Rico has a rainforest that's so many countries... <laughs> And so many companies want to get their mitts on. Mm. They would love.
0: Well, is it a nice rainforest? Because I will say the one time we were there, we got like cons in our family trip where they said trip to rainforest. And we famously took a bus a few hours to the rainforest. And we went up onto like a tower to look at the rainforest. And then we got down and back in the bus and we drove away. It was like a trick where you didn't go in the rainforest. You got to see it.
3: Well, because... <laughs> so. The yeah, native Puerto Ricans look. would prefer because the the rainforest regulates so much the temperature on the island. So they're looking to kind of keep it as pristine as possible. Uh, but that's so we're what trying I mean. to ruin it. You don't want the yeah, yeah. Kaplan family? You Johnson, don't want the Kaplan? Family. No, so, <laughs> so many stepping up. on
2: endangered butterflies.
3: <laughs> but this is like, you know, this is like when an outside company is like, hey, can we put a Starbucks in Grand Canyon? And, and we are getting closer to those. Great th- idea. You know what I mean? Like we're getting closer to like, well, we got to let this land that was protected go because we made an agreement with Exxon that we're we or like even now look at like electric cars, right? Okay, we're gonna do this whole push for electric cars, but in the fine print was, but we got to give the oil companies these protected lands in exchange, oh, yeah. you know, like yeah. and that's happening. Joe made that happen. Yeah, and that's that that's uh, happening here. Imagine what's gonna happen in Puerto Rico if the if history's been in any, any indicator. You know, so it's worrisome. Is
2: there, Um, I read that actually Puerto Ricans now <clears throat> are more important vo- blo- voting block in the United States than ever before because so many have moved to Florida. Oh, yes. Instead Orlando is
3: like-, like a hotbed of it.
0: Where's yeah. that? Yeah, I didn't know that until you told me.
3: Yeah, no, Orlando, Orlando Airport. I went to go visit my mother sometime after the hurricane. Um, and she's originally a New Yorker, moved to Orlando to uh, for work and then retirement and I went to the airport and there was a booth, like a whole, it looked like a whole, like almost like a DMV equivalent in the airport. And it had all the signage, which was, it was like this welcoming uh, like place. So like essentially people, Puerto Ricans were flying to Orlando airport and immediately getting subsidies and things like that to kind wow. of go and get settled in Florida because Florida was, you know, needed the workers. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, well, because so much, and that's, I think, another fear for Puerto Rico is like, we don't want Puerto Rico to become Hawaii also in that it becomes a destination rather than a community place that takes care of its own, like, people. And Hawaii's got a wonderful community that's like little by little falling apart because the interest of like the four seasons comes before yeah. them. <laughs> so I think that's like, well, people were welcoming them to Orlando. So there's a lot of Puerto Ricans in Orlando now. And it's, it's I think some you know, of course, there's going to be biased. People see it as a bad thing. I think it's a great thing. If they're happy here, that's all that matters. But let's look at what's happening on the other flip side of that. All of the places they vacated have now been turned into Airbnbs. And I live by the beach in New York now. And I can tell you that living in a destination zone is murderous whenever it's the off season. It's mm. terrible. You know, like yeah. I have a limited amount of uh, businesses that I can frequent locally because they're all closed for the it's not summer. Nobody's Do you coming. You live to at Rockaway me. Beach. I live in Rockaway Beach. Oh, oh I love
2: Rockaway Beach. We were yeah. looking at places yeah. over there <laughs> we're, we're,
3: for so, a while. Like, that will also that the fear is like it's great that Puerto Ricans are moving to the United States. There's no you know there's no harm in that. But the fear is
0: that we're going to move there. The fear is state. that then what, boomers are going to head to Puerto Rico.
3: <laughs> so you know those locks that have the codes where you get the keys in when you get to an Airbnb. Yeah. If you go to the historic part of Puerto Rico, almost every Every apartment, every building has one of those locks. Oh, oh right. so they already are all Airbnbs now. They're already now. Air- Airbnbs. You know? ruined it. Yeah, and I mean, there are. there's outside stuff that comes to Puerto Rico and does a good thing. My father, for example, there was nothing in his town. Nothing. I remember when they installed streetlights in the 80s in my father's town. Now, some guy found a part of the mountain area that he thought would be a good BMX run. It's an incredible X Games, like, location. People go there to zip line for for a couple of years. They had the longest zip line in the world in this part of Puerto Rico. Yeah, those are good. They generate business, but like looking at something like a place that's already populated and taking that because it's by the beach because you want a, a oceanfront property for two months a year. That's wrong,
2: you know. I'm surprised casinos have not
3: gotten into Puerto Rico. Casinos they, are big in San Juan. So Legend like, one, yeah. yeah, they have casinos. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. But then you also look at something like, so Vieques, for example, my grandfather on my mother's side is from Vieques. Vieques is this tiny island they got slammed during Hurricane Maria. So um, the in the budgetary vetoes, they vetoed building back their uh, hospital. So you live it's on beautiful. an island that you got to take a ferry to. So that means if you have a heart attack, you're just hmm. going to die on the island because there is no hospital on the island of Vieques. And that's Same the lot. Little- Little ways that, and I already know because I saw the gentrification of Bushwick firsthand because I grew up in Bushwick. So here's what I think is going to happen I think if Puerto Rico ever becomes a state, it's going to be when all the Anglos already take up so much part of it that it, it's just to the benefit of everyone who's there, not necessarily the native Puerto Ricans, mm, if it ever right. does happen. So I think Vieques will get a hospital when Logan Paul owns enough of Vieques. Yeah. And he
2: well, wants your that's,
1: that's
0: your tipping point. Yeah. When, yes. Well, there's a wing in the hospital named after Logan Paul because he's donated yes. enough money.
3: Because I can tell you, point blank, when I grew up in, uh, you know, when I was in Bushwick in the late 90s, early 2000s, we had a terrible supermarket. And if you've ever been to New York, you know that as soon as they start selling coconut water and wine at your supermarket, the rent's going through the roof. Almond butter. Yes. Kale. I I bet you anything they'll ease up on taxing food when there's enough Americans, like born in America, non-Puerto Ricans, living in Puerto Rico, and they complain.
2: That's the key. When we start complaining. That was going to be it. I mean, that was yeah. going to be my final question was, is there ever a chance for it to become a state? And this seems like the answer, right?
3: Oh, oh yes. I think if the if the financial interests uh, for, if it benefits America, absolutely. I would hope at the end of the day that, and in a real way, not this like we're saying you're free, but you're not really. Yeah. I My one wish for the island of Puerto Rico is that they get a fair vote and let the people decide. And whatever shakes out from that, we go from a there. Vote,
0: a vote for independence or a vote for yeah. statehood, or whatever. let the
3: let the people, the natives who have stayed they, on the island. You know,
0: I had one question because you mentioned it earlier that we started this program to teach everyone English. But do they? Because I read that it was only twenty percent of the island is fluent in English now. Is that accurate? Or
3: yes, because there was a pushback. Then they were like, "No, oh, no, you okay. can have your flag back." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you know, like you can have your flag back because we also realize that maybe the resources is what we're more after, right? Oh, so okay. like, I that, much about and that's language, what I yeah. mean. There's kind of this like ebb and flow, and there's the the idea that like, well, we wouldn't have all these schools if Americans hadn't built them. Do you get what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's just like kind of it's it's very much mired in like a confusion. Even I think most people who live in in uh, who are born and raised in the states and are Puerto Rican, they have zero knowledge of how um kind of uneasy and hard to decipher the history of Puerto Rico is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and it's it's a lot of information to cram. There was a movement for Puerto Rican nationalism in the 70s. They they took their notes. This is a group called the Young Lords from Chicago who took their notes from the Black Panthers and that kind of that, that there was this like really big uprising of Puerto Rican nationalism, but that got stamped down you know uh relatively quickly because it's not to the benefit of america you know colin Telpro. so all the stuff that took down the black panthers took down the young lords and any any idea any any functional attempt to get puerto rican uh like freedom nationalism like you know nationalists it's it's always kind of vetoed because the the business interests i
2: mean it seems Go like ahead. it would take like a military or something at this point I don't see the U.S. government just giving up Puerto Rico. No. no and,
3: uh, and back to the whole like weird wait a minute, I thought so in the 90s, in early 2000s, that Vieques, they gave the island of Vieques back to Puerto Rico. I don't know if you remember this. It was a military base. And they were like, no, no, you can you can have it back. Okay. I talked to my grandfather. He does not have the physical deed to his land. So they got the land back. The U.S. government refused okay. to issue them a paper Wow. And this is something that is similar to what what happens in Hawaii because in Hawaii the 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 um I believe the culture the system of doing it is like it's it's spoken it's like we agree that you have this land hmm. within between uh hawaiians that are from Hawaii. It's like an oral um, agreement. Yes. And in in Puerto Rico you you can in, in Vieques you can own your land until you die because then what are your kids telling the government oh this is my, my father's and then America's like no 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 you don't have the paperwork for that. So that's what I mean. It's this like kind of bait and switch always. And you he can't this, sell him, you it have... to
2: someone else yeah. if he doesn't have the physical paper.
3: right? No, he can't. And he, had, he eventually had to leave. He sold the house that he built on it. That's the thing. He couldn't put a property value on the land because he could only put a, a value on the house.
0: Just so cool. who
2: owns the land? The U.S. government, basically?
3: Well, essentially, it's like then it's uh, now oh, yeah. you have Americans who are moving to Vieques and they're fighting for the piece of paper because they have the money to get the them.
2: So that's when change happens. When- <laughs> this is what I mean. Change. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. yes. When
0: Americans crazy. Well, it's a lot. You,
3: now, yeah. so that's a good point, Turner. You need money sometimes to enact actual change and Puerto Rico's bankrupt right now. So what do you yeah. think is going to happen?
2: How is Puerto Rico in comparison? How are they doing? I know it's like bankrupt and things are bad, but in comparison to the other Island nations around them, are they because they're connected with the U.S.? Are they wealthier, or is there any difference?
0: Right. Or poor compared to like Jamaica or Dominican, Dominican yeah, Republic? Public, yeah.
3: So, in solidarity with those other nations, I would say that um, it's it, you, you grow up as a, a Puerto Rican from. The states you grow up thinking that like oh well Puerto Rico you know it's it's better like somehow mm-hmm. but that also just leans into uh, that weird like infighting like it's very easy to colonize a country that is bickering amongst themselves.
2: <laughs> you know? Yeah, I didn't mean like better or worse. No, no, I no. Like but financial. like, so what I mean is,
3: For- is I think. Optic, like if you—I don't know if you—I'm uh, uh, older than you guys, but like in the '90s, they used to do these t- Puerto Rico tourism commercials, similar to the Jamaica ones. Remember, they used to do the One Love commercials. Yeah, they had like Puerto Rico, the shining star. I think. I
0: think it's on my family's song. And we came for that. Yes,
3: so like, I think <laughs> there might be more dirt so roads. Point us towards the rainfall. My mom, Jane around that. in it. Um, I think there might be more asphalt in puerto rico right that's how we equate it where it's like oh but the roads are drivable but in jamaica or in dr when they make a decision about their own country they're it.
0: yeah 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 because we yeah puerto rico is per capita i know it's like poorer than any american state but i'm curious if it's wealthier than
3: Oh, for, yeah. For, for, I mean, like, you know, then you also have like, say, like, uh with DR in Cuba uh, or Haiti split in half. Haiti, like, there's yeah. there's yeah. a lot of other. But I feel like at the end of the day, every single one of the issues that every one of the countries in the Caribbean has, like, if there's anything wrong with Jamaica, I blame the British. And if there's anything <laughs> wrong with Haiti, I blame the French. And yeah, if there's I mean,
0: anything, so Puerto it's like, Rico, you blame us. <laughs> I blame America.
3: And that's and that includes me. That's the most tripped out thing, because I remember like I, I had a conversation with someone who was like, Well, I don't consider you Puerto Rican because you weren't born um mm. on the island. Yeah, I'm and, from here. And you're not you're from here. And I was yes, born yes. here. This was a boomer, told me this. And I'm from here. So uh, I, I call myself God, yeah, American. I don't con- I don't call myself Puerto Rican. He goes, My parents who were born on the island are Puerto Ricans. And I said, When were your parents born? And He said something like 1930. I said the Jones Act in 1917 means your parents is Americans too. Look at that. Why did you even yeah. it's all nonsense, you know? Well, it's so, so many semantics. Ways. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: It's uh by the way, the best analogy the whole that stuck with my brain this whole time was your analogy about your friend and getting their kid dressed. That's all. Yeah. Because I'll tell you this right now. I feel as a dad, dads, we let our kids wear whatever they want. So, yeah. uh, so you, that's what you want. You want a, the American governments have become more like dads out there. You just pick out. You can mismatch whatever you want. But mom every mom, it's too. You get maybe a too close. Then you, that's yeah, that's how my wife is. So I laid out
3: all the clothes on the bed. Yeah, you can choose no, there's no laying on them wear. all.
0: <laughs> as a dad, I'm like just go in the drawer, get a shirt, get a get a pair of shorts. That's whatever. why they all dress like Spider
3: Man when they come in.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: that's right. it. The
3: capes. You know, (laughs) Dylan, that's the show. Thank you. Yeah. No, by the way, real quick, I got to say, I love a good dad fit, though. You when you could tell a kid's dressed by a dad, it's hilarious.
0: (laughs) You can always tell in our family. You can always tell. Believe me, (laughs) my (laughs) wife will be like, why is it? They don't even match. they Are you wearing? He's wearing different socks. Didn't you check? No, I just said get dressed. (laughs) (laughs) I should say,
2: too, speaking of the allegiance with the the islands. Did you hear that? uh, So the principal. William and like Princess Kate went to Jamaica a couple months ago, oh, yeah. thinking they would get this like hero's welcome as they always do. And they just got booed and people threw fruit at them.
3: <laughs> when, when the Royals show up any spot and they come with the pomp and circumstance, yeah. they, like you're like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? Like, who you know? are you?
2: I, I come, like, my, my mom like loves the Royal family. I'm like, they're nothing. They're nobodies. They're, they're people who were born into this thing. They never did anything to accomplish. Why are we honoring these people? Why no, in Jamaica
0: at... would they
3: be going nuts for the, yeah? <laughs> no. And, and, and I have to say, of the one thing I will say, like when we talked about like comparing, and, and once again, like I said, like the, all the Caribbean nations, all the island nations, the one thing that's wonderful is that like you have this pocket of fierce, na- fierce nationalism. And, you know, the Jamaicans who were not playing with the British, they let it be known. And that's yeah. kind of beautiful. You know, I mean, the Royals will still be the Royals. They still have one diamond that's like, could, Cure any small island nations like debt, you know. But it's it, I'm glad that Jamaica let them know, kind of like, yeah, yeah, get out of here. Come on, yeah. take a hike.
2: <laughs> that's it. That's the show. Zilla, thank yeah, you so much for the episode. It.
3: Oh, thank you so much for having me. And I just want to say very quickly, if you are a Puerto Rican from the island and you disagree with anything that I said, please DM me, message me. I'm always willing to learn. And I just tried my best to represent. Uh, thank you guys for having me. This has been dope.
2: I don't know if you want to answer this, but how do people, how do people, how do they find you on Instagram? Oh, yeah. DM you. No, absolutely.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: Where's the email coming?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. DM me, please, uh, at Zilla Vodness and all socials and also ZillaVision on Twitch. Like I said, I welcome any discourse. I'm always open to learning. You know, I taught high school for 10 years in the city and I understand that like history as we've been taught it in American schools is most often uh, wrong or skewed and definitely biased. So if you have anything to input and you want to correct me on anything I'm willing to hear
2: sweet thank you so Stay much Zilla. Uh, thanks for doing you it Tablin, that is it what should we do
0: yeah leave i love the, i love that leave us negative reviews please everyone as long <laughs> as you're talking to us we like engagement and yeah, that feel note, free
2: to send us hate mail too
0: we'll take hate, yeah dm us or youtube anywhere. anywhere you want to leave it in the meantime let's get lost get lost